Hello, this is Rome and welcome to another episode of Rome is in Manila. Last Wednesday, I shared my thoughts about why the Filipino youth should start learning foreign languages. And so, I decided to make this month of May be all about learning languages. It is summer here in the Philippines and the heat is terrible, I know. So if you can make a really cool lemonade at home, go do that before or even as you listen to this episode. As for me, I'm just drinking lukewarm water now because I don't want to strain my voice while recording. Alright, I think I'm ready to go deep into today's topic. How to start learning a foreign language. How do we do this? Is there something like a manual on how to do this? Um, I haven't seen one and I don't think we really need a manual for it. Because um, language acquisition can be done in so many ways and it will vary depending on each person's style and purpose. So how do we really start learning a foreign language? For me, the first step is to identify your purpose before even deciding what language to study. Determine your purpose. Do you plan to study a foreign language because you want to have a higher earning potential? Do you plan to study a foreign language because you no longer want to watch movies with subtitles? Or maybe because you like the music and the culture of one country so you want to learn their language. Whatever reason or purpose you have, you need to make it clear for yourself. Purpose is purpose. That's a three-word proverb from my Korean mentor. Actually, that's two-word two in Korean, but yeah, in English, it's three-word. And yeah, so that's a proverb from my Korean mentor, and he's actually the reason I started learning Korean. I started to learn Korean because I wanted to understand his works, his books, his poems, his songs without needing translation. That and because I started gaining interest in the Korean culture. So what about you? Why do you want to start learning a foreign language? I'd like to know that, um, I mean, I'd like you to know that whatever reason it is that you have, it's valid, it's yours, so own it. Just make sure that it is clear and specific. Um, this is the same with the story of Alice in Wonderland and the cat. Your purpose is like your destination or your journey. If your purpose is not clear, then any step you take from here on will not matter. Studying without a clear purpose is not really going to take you anywhere. It can take you somewhere, sure, but we can't really be sure where it will lead you. So from the onset of learning a foreign language, clarify your purpose and write it down. Write it down so that you won't forget. Okay, so that's step one, purpose. And within that purpose, I'd like you to link it with your specific goals and motivation. Say, if you want to learn a foreign language because you want to increase your earning potential, so if that's the case, then you need to know what level is required of you to get a decent increase in your earning potential. Um, based on the job postings that I have seen in the Philippine job market, so I'd, I'd like to reiterate the top languages in demand. That's Chinese, Japanese, 
Korean, Thai, Spanish, and French. And the level required may vary, but they usually look for those who are at least B2, following CEFRL or the Common European Framework of Reference for Languages. B2 is actually considered upper intermediate, and following the CEFRL B2 definition, it means you can understand the main ideas of complex texts on both concrete and abstract topics, including technical discussions in their field of specialization. It can also mean that you can interact with a degree of fluency and spontaneity that makes regular interaction with native speakers quite possible without strain for you and the one you're talking to. And that you can produce clear, a clear detailed text on a wide range of subjects and explain a viewpoint on a topical issue giving the advantages and disadvantages of various options. So yeah, did you get that? Okay, you don't need to take notes, but just remember CEFRLB2. That should be your target if you want to work using foreign languages. But what if that's not your purpose? What if your main reason is because you simply want to travel without difficulty in a foreign country where they don't speak English? Then your specifics would be different. There are actually a lot of phrase books that will teach you the basics that you would need if in case you're just traveling. When I was given an opportunity to travel to Japan when I was in college, it was an exchange program by Genesis. So we went there and during our orientation prior to the program, we were given a booklet which contained basic greetings, question phrases, and other things you'd normally want to say when you're traveling. Um, it was not very thick and I didn't have to study kanji or even hiragana or katakana for it. I just needed to know how words sound like and what they meant. So that time I had a different purpose for studying Japanese. I just needed it for nine days. So I tried as much as possible to study it before the trip and I memorized the easy stuff. Still, I made sure to bring it with me, the phrase book, all throughout the trip just in case I wanted to ask something and I couldn't remember the words. So this type of purpose is different, so it will need a different approach. As you can see from the two examples I've mentioned so far, um, they are kind of like at extreme ends because the first one will require you to put in more effort because you'd want to acquire the language and keep it long term. Meanwhile, the second example will require you to only remember a few phrases and a few words short term. But of course, it doesn't mean you'll forget it be just because you studied it for a short term purpose. Because as for me, I still remember Ohio, Hajimemashite, Romdes, Yoroshiko Onegaishimasu, Arigato. And yeah, and that and a number more phrases that has already become part of my long term vocabulary. So clarify your purpose, list down your specific goals, and then create a motivation for yourself. Hmm, create a motivation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because we can't really wait for motivation to just come out of the blue. It will not really come to us. We need to create it ourselves. So what motivates you? Figure it out and create, create it for yourself. Fabricate it. It doesn't have... It doesn't even have to be related to your purpose or your goal, but it can be. 
So for me, when I first learned Korean, my main motivation was so that I could speak with my mentor without needing a translator. So for me, it's kind of related, but you know, motivation keeps changing. When I was studying for TOPIC, the test of proficiency in Korean, my motivation was so I could show my Korean office mates that I am also capable of acquiring the language which they are so proud of. And I did it. I passed level 4 which is equivalent to B2. And right now I have a different motivation for pursuing Korean proficiency. I want to reach level 6. That's the closest you can get to get a, I mean, that's the closest you can get to a native level in terms of the test, of course, because I think passing level six won't really mean anything unless I keep using the language. So yeah, create your own motivation. You know, sometimes people confuse purpose, goal, and motivation. It's like they're the same word, but not really. For me, purpose is like the journey goal can be the destination or like stops like milestones i think because you know goal should keep changing and then it's not an end point because you know there's a journey and then motivation is like the engine of the car or engine of the ship engine of the plane or engine of the rocket that you're on so i i know that explanation is still vague and it's not really the clearest separation of the three But yeah, go figure it out for yourself. I'm just clarifying these three things um, that it should give you a head start for learning a foreign language. So if, if these three, purpose, goal, and motivation, are not clear to you, then you will probably stop along the way and get nothing done. Um, By the way, before I move on to the next part, I just like to share a piece of advice that my mentor gave me. He said something like this. Learning is limitless, yes, but first learn the things you will need or you will use in life. So just those two lines. Meaning, don't waste your time learning something you wouldn't use anyway. Because what's the point? right why learn something if your only purpose is to learn it you've you've got to use it one way or another otherwise you just wasted an hour a day a month a year i don't know how long but you get the point okay then what comes next you clarify your purpose your goal your motivation then next is your commitment commitment in terms of time and headspace See that we're dividing commitment into two, time and headspace. So time. How much time are you willing to spend to learn a foreign language? If you want to be B2, that's different depending on which language you like to learn and which language you already know. If you're Filipino and you already know Shavakano because you grew up where it was spoken, then learning Spanish shouldn't take you so much time because Shavakano is somehow derived from Spanish. I think it's Spanish Spanish and not the Latin American Spanish. So they're quite different, you know. So yeah, but say you're a Filipino and then the only language you know is English and Filipino and you'd like to learn Mandarin, then you're going to need more time as compared to the other person learning Spanish. 
For me, when I started learning Korean, I dedicated 30 minutes to an hour daily for the sole purpose of studying Korean. So, what about you? You know, there's um, there's actually what they call 10,000 hours rule to mastery. You can apply that if you want, but well, if you need 10,000 hours and then you'll only devote an hour a day, that would require you 10,000 days. And 10,000 days is equivalent to 333 months, or 27.7 years. And, well, that's too long. I don't suggest doing that. But instead, there's what you call the Pareto Principle. I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes. I think it's a Korean episode, so you probably haven't heard of it. But Pareto Principle simply means something like this. There's 20% of the work which you have to do, which will eventually comprise to 80% of the results. So what you need to do is to do the 20% of the work. In learning a foreign language, this could mean you need to spend 20% of the required hours for mastery to be 80% fluent. Well, 80% fluent doesn't really mean anything. I mean, it's not a thing, but I hope you get what I mean. And then going up from 80% fluent to 100% fluent, that's going to take you more time and effort than what it took you from 0 to 80%. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So how much are you going to commit? Uh, I think this should depend on how fast you want to get the results. And there is something I really like about setting goals and achieving them. I think this is kind of common now, I'm just not sure how they call it, but you you get to be asked, what is your goal in 5 years? Say, "Mm, you want to speak fluently like a native in 5 years, or pass B2 in the language proficiency exam in 5 years. Then the next question is given, what can you do so that you can achieve that same goal in just 6 months? So 5 years to 6 months. That's like you're aiming a 5-year goal with just 10% of the time you originally planned. And the secret here is not working 10 times harder, but working toward your goal 10 times smarter. That's why aside from time commitment, you need to commit some headspace for this language learning goal that you so want to achieve. And what does it mean to commit some headspace? I honestly don't know. I haven't read anything about committing headspace up to this point. It just came up while I was writing my show notes. So I thought, okay, just continue writing it up. And I think maybe it means something. Maybe there's already another person who thought about committing headspace. I don't know. But I think for me, this is what it means. It is that... When you commit to study for an hour every day, that's your time commitment. But your headspace commitment is that every second of that one hour, you will be focused on learning, on studying. Again, it's every second. So that one hour is composed of 3,600 seconds, meaning not a second will be put to waste. 3,599 out of 3,600 seconds would be unacceptable. It's harsh, but it's the truth. Um, There is a saying that I kind of made up from something I heard in Korean. 
it's songgungun sungganida. For me, I will translate this to success is determined in seconds. Literally, it's success is seconds, but figuratively, that's what it's trying to say. Success is determined in seconds. Every second matter, so don't lose any second, but win, win it by focusing. My mentor also always mentioned that in a race, the first place and the second place are usually only separated by not even a second, but a split second. So it's true. We succeed by we succeed by the second. I think it's the same for language learning. So give it your time commitment and your headspace commitment. So far, what do you think of what I've shared? Is it too simple? Too generic? Well, if it's generic, then it means you can use it for learning anything, right? It's the same principle to learning anything. So up to here, I only shared about two things. First, clarify or define your purpose, goal, and motivation. And then second, commit. Commit using two currencies time and headspace it's simple right um, i think that will be all for today i hope you find it useful for learning a foreign language or learning anything actually uh, next week i will be sharing with you tips on how to build your vocabulary either in the language that you know or in the language that you are yet to study so i hope you watch out for that and i'll see you next time